Today's podcast is brought to you by Deloitte. Clients count on Deloitte to help them transform uncertainty into possibility and rapid change into lasting progress. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. President Obama plans what the White House calls a robust engagement with Congress throughout the process of nominating a successor to Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. But with Senate Republicans adamant not to act until after the presidential election, the process of filling the vacancy could trigger unprecedented partisan gridlock. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined again by CQ legal affairs reporter Todd Ruger. Todd, the White House says Obama is already deeply engaged in the process of picking a replacement. One suspects they've had a list of names sitting on some shelf somewhere. What kind of conversations are going on? Well, the president is said that he will do this nomination in due time. So right now you've got a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things are happening. The Supreme Court comes back next Monday for arguments. Nobody's exactly sure how, how that'll go down other than that they've, uh, in memoriam of, of Justice Scalia, have put some black robes up on his chair and, and above the door of the Supreme Court. Uh, the Senate is out this week. And so th- the spokesman for the White House didn't further sharpen any of the details about who might be considered or when that decision might be made. But he has pointed to Obama's picks in the past, uh, Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor, as the type of judges that he's looking for for the court. And he um, said that they've been getting a lot of preliminary reaching out from the Hill, and lawmakers have wanted to weigh in on who might be picked and who might do well. The White House has also gone out and done proactively to key lawmaker offices saying, uh, reaching out, seeing what they can do to, to smooth the path for any nominee. Now, the two Republicans in a position to move a nomination, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senate Judiciary Chairman Charles Grassley, have signaled they're going to ignore the pick and play for time. Is there any modern precedent for a vacancy of more than a few months? If you ask the White House, they say no. It, it is uh, wholly unprecedented in the modern era, and it, it really is. The implications of having an empty seat on the Supreme Court for two terms uh, it can hardly be underestimated. It's going to play into almost every decision, uh, well, will play into every decision, and it could mean that the, the circuit courts get a lot more power because a tie vote, a 4-4 tie vote at the Supreme Court would uphold that lower court's decision. And so this is a, a really interesting time to, to see what's going to happen to the court. Talking about the late Justice Scalia, you've reviewed documents in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library showing Reagan's aides really had him pegged 30 years ago when they urged his appointment to the high court. What was their assessment of his personality and his conservative credentials? Right. Well, he had a great personality and very conservative credentials, and that's why they liked him. And in fact, they, uh, when they briefed President Reagan back then, they said that he could be considered for the chief justice position. And uh, what they came up with as, as descriptors is exactly what many people wrote about Justice Scalia when he died uh, this last weekend. Forceful, extroverted, personable, vigorous and dynamic, a lifelong conservative, a first-rate legal mind, a very good writer, uh, very good at oral argument. 
Uh, the one thing that they did say was that they thought he might be a consensus builder because he had a good personality when he was on the D.C. circuit. Uh, that did not turn out to be the case. And in fact, Scalia himself sort of knocked that down, saying he's very strict in the way he interprets the text of laws and the Constitution. And so that gives him little wiggle room for compromise. So you say that's what the text says. That's what it says. He can't compromise very much. Now, Obama would love to put the Senate Republicans on the spot and force them to take a tough vote on a nominee of the people thought to be on his short list. Uh, who could give him that opportunity? I think the top of everybody's list for that right now would be a D.C. Circuit judge named Sri Srinivasan. He was confirmed by the Senate in 2013 on a 97 to 0 vote. That means he got the support of all the Republicans, uh, including Mitch McConnell, Charles Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, and importantly, Ted Cruz, who is a leading presidential candidate now uh, on the Republican side and who has been known to try to block actions on the Senate floor. And the reason that, that he's liked is because he has some conservative credentials. He uh, served as a clerk for Justice O'Connor. He worked in the DOJ under the Bush administration. And uh, so there, that's one of the, the potential nominees that Republicans might actually accept, particularly if they look at the election and see potentially a President Clinton nominating somebody who is even more liberal. Now, President Obama was a constitutional law professor. What would happen if a Democrat wins the White House and decides to nominate Obama, other than the Internet exploding? Uh, the Internet might explode. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Take, take your pick of the apocalyptic scenarios or signs that you want, the seven trumpets or, or clouds parting in the sky. But uh, here in Washington, that would uh, make many people's heads explode, I'm pretty sure. CQ Legal Affairs reporter Todd Ruger, a very busy man on the aftermath of Justice Scalia's death and the White House's next moves. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts for iPhones on iTunes and for Android on SoundCloud. Today's podcast was brought to you by Deloitte. Clients count on Deloitte to help them transform uncertainty into possibility and rapid change into lasting progress.